Hey listeners, it's now fall and it's that time of the year when we embrace cooler nights in with our special someone, ourselves, or our favorite book. And we know how necessary it is to set the perfect vibe. Our friends over at Common Sense Co. have just what you need to help you set the mood. During this month, using code BOOKCLUB, take 20% off of the entire inventory at shopcommonsenseco.com. With new scents like hoodie season, that's right, now we don't have to steal theirs, and my personal favorite, African Rain, these scents are captivating, long-lasting, and eco-friendly. Hurry over and get your cuffing season started the right way. That's shopcommonsenseco.com, S-H-O-P-C-O-M-M-O-N-S-C-E-N-T-S-C-O.com, promo code BOOKCLUB. Welcome to the second episode of the Hot Girl Book Club. I'm Tamika Cage, a 32-year-old Scorpio who loves to read, travel, and annoy my teenager. My love language is gifts, and my birthday is coming up. So do what you want with that information. (laughs) My name is Ingrid Marseille. I'm 5'4", have brown hair, brown eyes. I like long walks in the park, pole dancing, laughing, and eating all the food your money can buy. So fall is finally here and cuffing season is underway. So that's why we decided to read and review The Game of Desire by Shannon Boudram, a.k.a. Shan Booty. So this book will teach you the self and social awareness to make dating your new favorite hobby. We'll be discussing the tips, tricks and phases analyzed in the book. But first, Ingrid, how's your cuffing season going? Mm, trying to decide if I'm about to play or if I'm about to be on the sidelines. So we can revisit this conversation maybe in a month or so. I haven't decided yet. Okay. And mine is just going. So I'm cuffed as of the last six years. However, the IRS says I'm single. So somebody is on a countdown to change my status with the IRS. And this book was actually... (laughs) This book was actually something I'm using to recalibrate my relationship. So it was actually right on time. So, for instance, we knew our love languages, but we didn't know our apology languages. So let's dive into the phase one of the book, which was actually learn. And that's where Shan takes you through all the the quizzes. So, um, yes, the work. And then also we had some conversations around the quizzes in the Facebook group. So if you're not in the Facebook group, going on and head over to Hot Girl Book Club right now, um, hotgirlbookclub.com to join the conversation and you'll you'll find the Facebook link at the bottom of the page. But yeah, let's go ahead and jump into these quizzes. Mm. So how did you feel like going through the quizzes? Did you feel like the results that you got were a lot different than what you expected? One of them, I was like, this, I don't think this is right. Just one. That was for mm-hmm. the um the turn on triggers. Okay. So, okay. Let's uh go to love languages first. Um, Since I feel like that's easiest. I feel like people have been talking about five lo- love languages for like forever. Right. Uh, what was your top? 
Well, my love languages, like I said, is gifts, but also quality time, money and Mm -hmm. time are things that are that we never have enough of. So if somebody is willing to share that with me, that means they love me Mm. and vice versa. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. Um, My top was physical touch. And I feel like when I did it previously, I feel like quality time might have been a top for me. But as I've been on like this little journey of like self-love and getting my shit together, like physical touch has definitely moved its way up to like the top. And then quality time and acts of service kind of ties number four and three. Mm-hmm. And my all-time low is um, gift giving. I do not like people to buy me things. I don't know what it is. Really? I rather, yeah. I don't know what it is. I need to get out of that because I like spending money. And I'd rather spend somebody else's money. So <laughs> I need to learn how to uh, accept gifts. But yeah. So physical touch definitely surprised me. Yeah. So I'm glad that she included that because, I mean, we talk about it a lot. But I think that we don't kind of consciously make an effort to love someone in the love language that they receive. So it, it's good that, you know, she made it a point for them to figure that out. And then also the apology language, which this one is newer, but I hope it takes off like um, the love language is how everybody, you know, loves, the, knows their love language. It would be good if everybody knows their apology language as well. Yes. Um Ooh, my apology language is uh, taking responsibility. I cannot remember which one it is, but the accepting responsibility, oh, accepting responsibility. That's my top one. So for me, that speaks volumes versus somebody apologizing. I'd rather you acknowledge why I feel the way that I feel. Change behavior would be next, but definitely acknowledging um, the reason why I feel the way I feel. Cause I feel like I hate looking crazy and somebody, you know, it's just like, well, I don't understand, you know, why she's acting like that. I think I'd rather somebody just kind of be like, okay, I know I fucked up and this is what I did. And let me not do that shit again. <laughs> what about you? Uh, mine is make restitution. So when someone mm. says, Hey, I'm sorry. Like I didn't come to your party or I didn't, I don't know, whatever you did, just do it. <laughs> um, or if you like disrespected me in a in a certain way, that same method that you use to disrespect me, use it to make amends. Like if somebody cuts mm. you out in front of everybody, you need to apologize to me in front of everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I got. I was like my top, my top one. I thought about Toya when you said my party. You didn't come to my party <laughs> for married to medicine. Oh, Toya began on my nerves. But that last Ooh, episode God. was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know how they got, um, what's the Puerto Rican princess, Jocelyn? Oh, I don't know Jocelyn how they got her on the shore, <laughs> on the show, but she brought love and hip hop to Married to Medicine. <laughs> you got to pick up a <laughs> Yes. Ooh. Mm, mess, 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 mess. Mm, okay. Back to our schedule programming. <laughs> um, what did you feel about the commitment style? I got got modern monogamous, which I'm not shocked on that, but I feel like Mm -hmm. that that will change over your lifetime. Um, Mm. If you got married, then no, it should not change over your lifetime. I hope not. But um, like, that's how I feel like now. But then like, sometimes I feel like I want to be in an open relationship. Boyfriend says no. 
But, mm. you know, I'm modern monogamous for now, but I just feel like I should be able to have eight boyfriends because, you know, they would satisfy all my needs if I had eight of them. But he said no. Mm. Mm. That's the first. I feel like men are more open to um, open relationships than women are. Like, I find a lot of men feel like that's their dream relationship versus, like, women. Yeah, but they know. usually don't want to share. They want to have eight girlfriends. They don't want you to have nothing. That's pretty much how I was. Uh, he couldn't have no girlfriends. It'd just be me. Oh, no, you can't. You can't. <laughs> right, that ain't right. But it don't work like that, player. <laughs> it does not work like that. I felt like I might have been, like, uh, along the lines of that or, like, serial, like, non-committal. Just because I'm like, ooh, relationships stay away for as long as possible. But I actually got modern monogamous too, which was a little bit of a shock. But I did like the breakdown, like the um, the definition of it. It was about basically you want to be with that one person, but you don't mind like getting away and freeing yourself from that relationship if, if it's exactly not what you need or not what you're desiring at that time. So I do like that, the modern twist on it. Versus being a traditional monogamous where it's like, oh, this one person for everything. Right, right. That makes a whole lot of sense. Because when you see monogamous, it does seem kind of boring and archaic. But Mm -hmm. I like the twist on it as well. (laughs) Yes. Ooh. Okay. So you talked about your triggers. Let's hear what your turn on triggers are. Mental, which I don't agree with that. Um, so me and my friends, we have, it's, it's a bunch of us from, from high school. I ain't gonna say y'all names, but um, (laughs) we're always talking about sex when we get together. And Mm -hmm. I have a couple of friends that they're like, oh, I haven't had sex in a while because I don't have a boyfriend. And I'm like, that don't make sense. You don't have to have a boyfriend Mm -hmm. to have sex, but they have to have that type of connection. And I'm like, I don't have to have that. I'm trying to get off and I, I barely have to know your damn last name. Like, we ain't even got a kiss. <laughs> like, we ain't even got a kiss. But so I was shocked that it said, like, mental. Maybe that's how I am in my relationship. But even with him, mm-hmm. I'd be like, look, I'm ovulating. So I need you to come drop it off. And, like, you can go home yeah. after. Maybe you can stay tonight. But I need you to, like, give me what I need so I can go on about my business. So I was really shocked that I got mental because I really don't mm-hmm. give a shit. <laughs> I aspire to be that level of not giving a fuck. But unfortunately, I got environmental, which to me is definitely true. Um, Not all of it, like the whole everything needs to be on point, energy needs to be on point, like all of the time for it to go down. Mm-hmm. But definitely I need the mood to be set. I love music. I live like my entire day by music. So I need something when I'm feeling good, something when I'm upset. So definitely some kind of music in the background to kind of help me get in the mood. Well, not necessarily get in the mood, but kind of stay in the mood where my mind is still there instead of thinking about, did I turn the oven off or did I close the refrigerator? Did I lock up? Like I need something, a good candle or something like that. And then it talks about for environmental, like the room the setting being clean. I don't necessarily need it to be clean because I feel like I live my life in like organized chaos, but mm-hmm. definitely it can't be dirty. You know, it can't be dirty and my partner can't be dirty for me to have sex. Although 
I feel like a little bit of sweat maybe sexy for me, but I, I don't know. That one, I, I could see it, but then I, I agree with it. I'm not going to fight it. <laughs> you sound like Amber Rose when she says she likes sweaty balls. She like, oh, like I... them to stink a little bit. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, see, that makes me think about David Banner. And that work song, oh. <laughs> the unedited version when he says he likes it a little bit funky. But I don't think I like, I mean, I like people's natural body odors, but real stink? I don't know about real stink. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if my Not boyfriend, but somebody, <laughs> somebody I'm just like, screwing, I need you to be like fresh, nice and fresh. Now, have you, have you ever had a situation where somebody has said something or done something where it like totally ruins the mood and you like pack up and go. Mm. I feel like that applies for like before. So that's mainly in the beginning when you're like fishing, trying to see, okay, am I about to give up the draws or am I not about to give up the draws? (laughs) Not necessarily like in the heat of the moment, like, oh, well, you know what? I just thought about somebody calling you the wrong name. It's never happened to me, but I feel like <laughs> that would probably be like the ultimate, like, okay, I'm about to go. Let me pull up these panties. <laughs> let me put my wig back on. <laughs> let me go. No, put it That'd back on. That probably be the ultimate. Yes. That probably be the ultimate. But no, I can't think of anything like if we're already there, I can't think about nothing that would absolutely like ruin it for me. Do you have something for you? Yeah, I, um, well, it didn't ruin it because we kept going, but I did call somebody else the wrong name. Mm. And I was like half sleep. So, and it wasn't, mm. I wasn't messing with anybody else. It was just like some friends I had been with earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm like half sleep and it was a long time ago. But um, he like stopped and he was like, what? And I'm like, oh, my bad. And we kept going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been I, I've done that too, though. I said somebody else's name um, during sleep, but not not during action. I well, I was asleep. In my defense, <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those you on the side. <laughs> but it was sleep. like it was like it was too long. Like you say, you want to have sex for hours, you really don't. Like mm-mm, mm-mm. get to the point and let's go to bed. So <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> oh, that is terrible. Hmm. Oh, Tamika, I thought I knew you better, girl. <laughs> so it was a long time ago. Mm, okay. We have grown, you know, grown. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. The last quiz. Um, <laughs> the attachment style. How did your answers, your results um, end up? I got secure, which mm, okay. I didn't get secure a couple of months ago. Because I was having a little, that's, I think I had, whatever one has like a little bit, just a hint of jealousy in it. That's the one I got, but I got secure, um, most recently. And I've done a little bit of soul searching and trying to figure out what I'm going to do with this relationship. So I think that's what brought me to the, to the change. Like I ain't really tripping on him no more. And I trust him. Okay, because I was going to ask, <laughs> I feel like uh, with the changes, so because my results have changed, but I have not gotten secure. It's me. It's not them. It's me. <laughs> I have not gotten secure. But what I've noticed is depending on 
what phase of my, am I really going to date or am I not going to date determines what my answers are. If I'm like, oh no, I'm not going to date, you know, whatever, I'm not worried about any man or anything like that, then I always get dismissive avoidant. But I feel like if I'm considering like a crush or I'm attracted to someone, interested in someone, then I typically get around um, secure or not secure, but uh, what is it? Fearful avoidant, which is terrible. And then anxious, <laughs> preoccupied. <laughs> I think you're right, though, because I don't think I would get secure if I was like just starting off dating somebody like I've been with mm. this man forever. So mm. it it makes sense that I should have been secure then, you know, for most of it. But if I'm just started out dating somebody, I'm not going to be that secure because I don't know you. <laughs> right. That's what I, that's what I think. I think the relationship dynamic definitely determines how you're going to answer these questions. And then some of the situations don't necessarily apply, especially like if you're single and you're not dating, like your mindset is like completely different. I feel like you're always going to choose yourself because you don't have anyone else to consider within that moment. So that's one that I feel like once I start dating again, I'm going to have to revisit over like the other topics. So, Right. Yeah, I definitely think this one is just for um, when you're in a relationship because it's hard to mm. answer if you're not in one. Right. So it does not apply because I'm always going to choose me. <laughs> like you just said, I'm going to choose a dirty sprite over you every time. <laughs> <laughs> I might be like that in a relationship, but you know. <laughs> I'm going to work on that. All right. Well, those are the quizzes. Let's move on to phase two, which was titled change. Mm. And in the book, the girls just go through some intense exercises to become better versions of themselves. They got hair makeovers, makeup. They learned how to apply it, which I definitely learned something from. And then they also had to ask their exes for feedback. So have you ever discovered you needed to change something to improve yourself for dating? Uh, yes, but not necessarily dating. So since last year, my whole 2000, end of 2018, 2019 has been about change. So I was discussing this with a friend because my friend is reading this book too. And we were discussing one of the ladies in the book who felt like change didn't need to occur for her to find love. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about this actually yesterday. And one of my biggest things used to be, oh, somebody going to love me, you know, for me. And right. I don't need to change because I feel like I do that a lot for the partners that I generally connect with. Like I'll see a red flag and I'll keep on going because I'm like, I can love in spite of, you know, what is the Christian thing <laughs> to do? So <laughs> I felt like that for the longest time. But when I say since I started like adapting like small things, integrating change into like my lifestyle, like every day, things have really opened up for me. Things have really changed. So back to that question, I feel like changing, change for yourself first. Don't change for dating per se, but change for yourself. And then that person, that ultimate person that you should end up with or the person that's supposed to get the prize, i.e. you, is going to show up versus you just changing for dating, just trying to get somebody's attention. Like, fuck them. Work on you, you know? So I did love that, like, all of these little things within the chapter of change, like, they were definitely more like self-improvement versus, like, a dating, like, a dating game. So that's how I felt about it. How about you? Right. So there was something that changed 
um, that I had to change in my relationship, but it definitely mm-hmm. changed me for the better. So therapy is like the biggest thing, which helped me in all aspects of my life. But it started um, because of what was going on in my relationships. So I have a lot of coping mechanisms that helped me in childhood, like being kind of standoffish, protecting myself. Mm. It ain't really working for me in adulthood. So I had to work through that stuff and still currently working through those. Um, Mm. But I needed that. Um, But dating was the catalyst to get all of that started, which so it wasn't all, all bad. I can see that. I could I could definitely see like it being a catalyst, but I think that sometimes, like especially with society, it's like, okay, you gotta be married, because if you're not married, then girl, you know, your value is like very low. So I feel like some women kind of think of changes in regards to what can I do to kind of like keep somebody or get somebody instead of like how can I better like improve myself. Because I feel like a lot of these tools and things like that can be used like in the workplace, during friendships, like in relationships. Yes. But overall, how are you doing? You know, (laughs) Um, right. So I don't disagree there. So I want to ask you a question, though. Go ahead. I want to be nosy for a second. So when you do (laughs) when you do um, counseling, is it just you by yourself or do you guys do couple counseling? We have done couples counseling before, and mm-hmm. I think we had like four total sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, we will never be doing that again unless we are in like marriage counseling, like before premarital counseling and then like marriage counseling. And one of the things I was trying to stress to him was that we need to solve personal things before we mm. can come together and that was the issue so we're in there just basically button heads mm. and I'm like this isn't gonna work you have to solve what you got going on I gotta solve what I got going on and then we can come together and that worked and I'm now I'm like I'm not going into couples counseling with somebody I'm not about to be in a relationship with so and I think he used that as a precursor to him himself getting into therapy which I mean worked but I didn't want to go through like them, them sessions was rough. <laughs> they, they was rough. So, I mean, it helped him, but I'm just like scarred now. Oh, by those. No. But um, yeah, I have done it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think a lot of times you have to solve your own personal issues first, because that's usually the baggage that we bring to relationships. Yes, yes, yes. Insert some snaps and some claps, <laughs> which is true. I feel like a lot of people don't address the issues until it's like somebody else is bringing it up to you to the forefront and it's usually within relationships more than your friendships because I don't know how we learn to adapt in friendships where situations happen and we just kind of roll over and forget them but then relationships (laughs) cannot let that stuff go like I feel like it you know keeps coming up so I like that I applaud you for well you guys for doing that because I think that's really dope Thank you. A better result than something else. You got to hear. Are you listening to the podcast? Go ahead and drop your uh, drop your ring size. Drop what kind of cut you want. <laughs> the clarity. I mean, the only one I want is like an emerald cut VVS. Mm. And, I mean, we're going to have to pull together all our money. I might have to take out a few loans. That's the only one I can think of. But, you know. We, Manifest it, girl. Put I'm, I'm going to put a me. list together. Or if I can get... um. You know, that that um, jewel still in grandma to 
get it. Mm. You know, I'll take that too. <laughs> but yeah, we we shall see. Okay. We shall well, see. I'm sending you some good energy, you know, invite me. You know, I'll make a trip. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I yeah. might be eloping though. Weddings are expensive. They are. They are. Yeah. I'm against I'm against well, I'm not against them, but I'd rather spend money on a trip, so I'm with you. Or a house. Cause the way this stuff costs. But we'll we'll see. We'll see anyway. <laughs> All right. Okay. Phase three was learn, and the girls had to decide what is their frozen five, which is basically five characteristics that they are not budging on when it comes to a partner. And then they had to put together a job summary. And I read this in the book, but I've also heard it from someone else who was like a black matchmaker is that we don't approach relationships or love like we approach a job and we should. So I really like that she made us do this for the most part. All right. So what was your frozen five? My frozen five. Okay. So it took me a minute because to me, a lot of these really kind of carried over. Like if you were to like explain it in a certain kind of way, a lot of these could really count for the others. So my top five was securely attached, which was not too clingy or not too distant, sexually compatible, which is a big one for me. That's probably like my top two. And then compatible with friends and family, although I feel like my friends matter more than my family, um, takes responsibility for self and then financially independent, affluent. What were your top five? We have some similarities. So okay. um, financially independent. I put sexually satisfying, but I think it's mm. better to say compatible. Yeah. Um, culturally responsible. You got to, you know, can't be out here doing crazy stuff when it comes to my people. Mm. Also, health conscious. Um, That's important to me because, one, if somebody is health conscious, they're not going to eat a lot of fast food. So that means that man can cook. He <laughs> can feed himself, which means he can also feed my children. And also, um, they understand the importance of like health and checkups and all that because something probably is going to kill us with this air and this food, but, you know, hopefully they're doing the best they can to combat that. And then also confident. I'm allergic to low self-esteem. Mm. I don't have time. Okay. But see, I feel like confident kind of ties into secure. So that's okay. one of those things for me where I was like, okay, that's one of those things. Like for me, emotionally stable, confident, all those things kind of tied into being securely attached. Okay. So that's how I kind of looked at it. But mm, I can see that. I don't know. That's a that's a tough one because it took me like a day. Like I was like, dang, I only get to pick five. So I'm looking at the list like, hmm. And then I came back to it. Like I had to come back to it the next day. And I was like, okay, let me go ahead and write out this list. And then I kind of t- uh, put some things that I felt like should have been within the top five into my skills mm-hmm. of interest. And then that kind of changed my choosing. Did you feel that same way? Yeah, it was hard to narrow it down to five. Mm. And I feel like the stuff that's put into the skills of interest can definitely switch out sometimes with that. Um, only thing I'm like 
gun ho on, like you were saying, like sexually satisfying, like um, you that got to be right, but mm-hmm. we just ain't gonna make it. Mm-hmm. And like you can't be broke. I can't <laughs> I can't be in love if we not gonna eat. You know, we got bill collectors calling our house. So the other stuff is I definitely really, really want, but I could see being able to switch those because they're not set in stone mm. as the finances and the sex is. Ooh. Mm. What were your areas of flexibility? Cute. Cute? Yeah, that's flexible. <laughs> oh, I think we talked about this before with the whole, you know, a the hint of ugly. ugly. <laughs> or you yes. could be quote unquote ugly, but if I am attracted to you, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like fine, but I don't have to have cute. Hmm. Or like you don't have to want children. I already got one. So if you decide that you don't want any, that's fine. Mm, okay. Yeah, I don't I put physically attractive up in my skills of interest, but I can see that. I feel like I have a wide range of what I find attractive and what I find attractive is not necessarily typical or what people necessarily find attractive. So I could probably move that to like my areas of flexibility. I threw agreeableness in there. Because I don't need you to agree with me on anything. (laughs) But I need you to know whatever I say goes, unless I can be (laughs) persuaded (laughs) in another direction. But that was another one. And then um, high novelty seeker. I feel like I like to do new things. And I'm so conditioned to doing new things on my own to where I necessarily, I don't need my partner to do those things with me. I can do them on my own or I can invite friends. Like I have no problem kind of stepping up and taking life, like taking risks and stuff on my own. So those were like my areas of flexibility, but I only chose two. So I guess I'm not (laughs) very flexible in the matter, but (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I also feel like I may need to live a little bit more when it comes to this stuff. Like you ever Mm -hmm. meet somebody who's like late forties, fifties and up where they are just like clear on what they got to have, that's because they lived so long. Right. Like, I know we've been on this earth for, you know, around 30 years, but I'm still like, eh. 21, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I need, I'm working through it. Mm-hmm. I'm working through it. Mm-hmm. But, like, those early relationships, like, in college, mm-hmm. it definitely taught me, like, what I don't want or, like, what works well for me and even the relationship I'm in now. Like, you... You get some clarity through some mess. Ooh, mm, I feel like I was still learning those lessons, like, well, after college. Like, because my last ooh, relationship, I feel like, girl, you knew better, but you, you know, you just kept on doing what you wanted to do. You know, that's why that whole reach out to your ex part of the book, I was like, um, yeah, no. And I felt like once you started talking about that point, it was like, okay, it's way... It's been way too long. I think one of the individuals in the book, their relationship was like not timely for the exercise. So it didn't work. Right. Kind of felt that same way. Did you feel that same way about reaching out to your ex? I mean, I thought about it, but the boyfriend had been like, why the fuck is you talking to the mm. niggas? So <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do it because I went trying to fight. But it's we've been together six years, so I feel like he has enough data on me oh, to be like, yeah. oh, girl, you need to fix this, this. Oh, this get on my nerves, girl. Ah. You need to work on this. So I felt, because I'm actually going to go through the workbook. I didn't mm-hmm. have a chance now. 
but I want to really kind of sit with him. Uh, I might make him go through it as well to to kind of hone in on those things that I need to work on. Ooh, I thought about it. Uh, and just like a different perspective, like I know, I guess it's kind of ass backwards to say, <laughs> I know the things, like how my ex would probably answer it. That's kind of uh, probably not the way to answer that. But there's questions and like, are you a good listener? Things like that, that I feel like I definitely could answer for them, but that's probably not the best idea to do. So, hmm, okay. You let me know. I'm going to check back in with you and see what you guys came up with on that one. What cracked me up is when Shan actually called her ex and mm. he told her she was smelly. And when I tell you I cackled and I had to put the book down, <laughs> so I was like, damn, that's fucked up. But she like honored it. She was like, oh, if you know me, you know it. But I was like, I wasn't expecting that. I was not expecting that at all. (laughs) Someone had told me about it before I got to that part in the book. And I was like, what? And I'm like, she put that in the book. But I guess, you know, if you're going to be teaching people about themselves, you need to be very, she's very open and honest. So I love that about her. But I was not expecting that, like, at all. I don't know. Some of these questions, like, I don't know if she used the questions um, herself or she just kind of threw them in there after the fact. Because I feel like their conversation was more of a, once she stated what she was doing it for, he just kind of was open and let it flow. Like he was holding it back for so long. (laughs) So some of these different ones about like the apology, you know, speaking a love language, asking for stuff too soon, not asking for enough, like, I feel like I could probably put myself on this paper, fill in the blanks for myself <laughs> on a few. Right. I, I wonder if it would be helpful to ask a friend who has witnessed your relationship. Because, mm. you know, friends usually have all the details. So if, mm. if I don't do it with him, I wouldn't mind asking a friend who knows me very well and has had to listen to me vent. Like, how do you feel about this? Do you think I stand up for myself? You know. Mm, that's a good you know what I think I'm gonna do that because actually when I had the conversation with my friend yesterday and we were discussing change she she was saying that I was like Sharice like years ago I almost got offended but honestly you know your friends know you well (laughs) which is like super true so probably I probably need to ask my friends these questions and see how they answer because I already know how one could answer so yeah it probably would be less hurtful to ask your friends versus asking your ex because I feel like that's gonna dig up a lot of stuff like especially if you didn't resolve issues right you might be getting pissed by the answers so mm, okay I'm gonna ask my friends I'm gonna come back to that I'm gonna ask my <laughs> friend <laughs> about that all right. Well, what was your job summary? What'd you come up with? Okay. Let me see. <clears throat> let me put on my phone operator voice. So for my job perks, I said, this job will give you support in your dreams and goals, provide you with a great sexual experience with an open mind to explore. You'll get honesty, compassion, great conversations, a sometimes great listener, thrill seeking, pole dancing, smart, funny, no shit taking, versatile, badass. 
So I feel like I covered You it can up. tell that you a writer because I my shit do not look like that. Look, I had the cheat code. I used the book, honey. I think Deshaun gave her example and I used it. Like I was trying not to use the same words that she used, but I think she did an excellent job with her job description. What was your job perk? I mean, I used the book too. It didn't come up with that, so I just I just wrote it out like a like a job. Okay. I put a fun sized woman is looking for a husband who is healthy, employed, and compassionate. Successful candidate must be goal oriented, open to travel, and can fuck like a Pornhub legend. Ooh. This is a full time role with fast track to promotion. You'll have someone to be proud of, create a great life with, and she never forgets the balls. Mm. Smokers, Republicans, and cheaters need not reply and must love children and money. <laughs> the balls. That was good, though. That's I like that. <laughs> that was really good. I don't think I talked about sex in detail, even when I did my job description. I didn't, but I like that. And definitely, I put no, Trump can't. supporters as my uh, my nose, my no nose. Your pole dancing scream sex. Oh, girl, but it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. If you tell a man you pole dance, he's going to be like, bet. Yeah, but then you <laughs> got to do the same thing for them. And it's like, okay, well, how do I tap into this when it's just one person watching me versus uh, a classroom full of people? And I'm learning at the same time. So if I make a mistake, it's okay. I don't know. I think too much about. That's why the environment, when it comes to sex, is important. You just need a shot of liquor. You'll be good. Mm-hmm. Liquid courage. Yes, ma'am. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Was there anything that you felt like? Okay, so no. Let me dial back because you are in a relationship. Do you feel like if your current boyfriend? was to apply for the job, would he get the job? Yeah, he would get, the, he would get the job. Okay. Yeah, he would get the job. He okay. get the job because I'm thinking of it in terms of when people apply for jobs mm-hmm. or like when I got my job. I covered most of it for the most part. Even if I didn't have a skill, I had a little bit of it. So mm-hmm. okay. he's straight. He'll get the job. He had to keep the job though. <laughs> That's what he working on. He had to keep it. <laughs> oh. I put this shit on the internet <laughs> please don't do that look I don't do domestic <laughs> okay I do not do domestic to try and stay out of that but I'm all for getting what you need when you said <laughs> you at least get the skills a little bit of the skills I immediately thought about <laughs> when people lie and say they're proficient at Excel <laughs> and then they get to oh. the <laughs> And it asked them to show their skills. I'm thinking about Meek Mill. I think it was a me. <laughs> and you know how you be looking like confused. <laughs> you right. You right. Because I definitely told my job. They were like, do you have coding experience? I'm like, yeah. I ain't coded nothing since 2007. It's my space. <laughs> but I'm like, if they bring it back up, I mean, I can learn it. Like, I got experience, mm-hmm. but it ain't recent. And they ain't asked. They ain't asked how long ago it was or what language it was. So you know, I qualify. That'd be all right. <laughs> mm, do you feel like you could apply for your job? Um, a absolutely. Job? Okay. Yeah, this might be me. Okay. Because <laughs> I always think about that. Like I feel like that comes up a lot in conversation, where it's like, oh, you know, you're demanding all of this, but you know, are you also able to give these things? So I tried to keep that in mind right. while I was setting mine up. 
That, that's why I don't say rich. Oh, because I ain't got it. Mm. <laughs> I ain't got it, but I want it. <laughs> and hopefully, the man coming into my life got it. Exactly. Because I do like these student loans ain't gonna pay themselves. Oh, girl. Fuck me. All right, you ready for phase four? Yes. All right, that was called practice. Mm. And the girls were basically put out into the field and they started taking a part in dating experiments. Yes. So the one that stuck out to me, and mind you, I was very open to anything she mentioned. This book. <laughs> I try that. But when she got to love potion number vagina. Mm. I was like, all right, Shan, now you're tripping. <laughs> so to the listeners, that is when you put coochie juice, which I guess you dig in your drawers um, yes. and around your lady parts. You got to get around the and then you take your <laughs> Hell, <laughs> you take your hand out. You rub that shit on your neck and like your wrist, your pressure points like it's perfume. Mm-hmm. If it sounds disgusting, that's probably because it is. It is But not. basically... Well, basically, the, <laughs> the coochie juice has pheromones in it, which attracts people. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the smell of sex, but that's what I'm at home in my bed naked. Mm-hmm. Like my room smell like sex or ass. Currently, I need to wash these sheets, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it must be nice, you know. Everybody in it. Mm. I guess, but I need to wash these sheets because it's stinking there. So. But I like the smell of sex, but it's only when it's time to do the nasty. Mm. I'm not trying to smell like that outside. Mm. So, but kudos to all the girls who were like great sports about it. I was like, nah. I don't know. That was the awkward part of the book because I felt like when everybody left, like some people were like traumatized when she was like, how do you feel when they got in the car? But for me, I don't know. I love my juices like I don't know what it is about it like I've never thought to like put them on myself and wear them out so I'm gonna try that in the future but for me like I love my juices like I like to taste them I like to smell them I don't like necessarily the smell of sex with someone else but me myself and I sure girl (laughs) well you a freak freak no I'm not I'm not, but I'm not opposed to, you know, hitting that rim and then, you know, getting on, you know, about your business. Like Maya was Maya mm-hmm. used to say, two fingers and some coconut oil. I'm not opposed. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that's like a comfortable space. It's mine. So, you know, you got to get very intimate with what is yours. And um, I don't know. I'm going to try it. I feel like that's weird because I love to do like perfume and oils. So I don't necessarily know about putting that on and doing like a mating call or something like that. But we'll figure it out. I'll try it. <laughs> I'm going to try that's it. That's what it felt like. <laughs> it felt like some mating call, like jungle stuff, mm-hmm. like bringing you back to the beginning of time. The Animal Planet channel. Like, I don't know. That was weird for me. How did you feel about like the other experiments that they did? Like the bacon? I was... Mm. Yeah, and I'm I can't wear a whole lot of perfumes because mm-hmm. my nose is very sensitive. But mm-hmm. the one where they dressed up really sexy, and then the ones Ooh. where they didn't. Okay, I f- like I know a lot of women how when we look like crap, we get approached the most. Mm-hmm. But when we got like a bang of outfits, hair and makeup on point, we don't see nobody. 
But like yeah. I go to the grocery store, you know, I ain't brush my teeth. I'm just trying to go pick up some milk, come home. Everybody like, hey, how you doing? You like, no, nah, I play a, um, I ain't brush my teeth. <laughs> but that, but I think like, I think the conclusion was you need to have like a hint of both, mm-hmm. like dress kind of cute and then have the personality. So, I mean, it makes sense. Yes. I put that down. I put balance. So balance is like a word that I use like throughout this book as I went through like the different phases and definitely I feel like there's a different type of attitude like when you're dressed up even if you feel like you're not giving it all because I feel like I'm cool I'm laid back I'm more like the homie versus anything but I feel like when you're dressed up you know you're looking good you kind of like feeling yourself and mm-hmm. maybe it's not you mm, I'm trying to see how I want to word this because I feel like people may be a little bit more intimidated versus you know you just looking regular you're more open you're more approachable and that makes people feel a little bit more comfortable with approaching you because nobody likes I feel like when it comes to approaching it's more of an ego thing like okay I can go over there and I can get rejected and oh my god that's gonna kill my vibe but I feel like if that didn't come into play then it wouldn't matter what you look like or what kind of vibe you would get would be given off somebody's gonna approach you you know so that's how I thought about it but the balance between the two I definitely agree like that makes me think of the part of the book i don't know if it was in this phase but how women need to approach men Mm. there are Mm -hmm. not too many situations where i've never done it because i'm like mortified but (laughs) when women approach men they like they love it like you usually can get like a number or whatever you want as long as they're like single hopefully Mm. um (laughs) <laughs> but it, it's easier for that and they don't mind that because it, it lets like they don't have to do the work they don't right. have to approach you try to game you you can just walk up to them like you cute what's your phone number like and they would like totally give it to you mm. so I tend to be a little bit shy even if people don't necessarily see that I feel like older I don't know I went through a phase in college depending on the mood and the setting I would be able to point out a guy and say, oh, I want that one. And then by the end of the night, I would get that one. And it would be more of me approaching them versus me leaving myself open to be approachable, especially like in a club. Like, forget all of that. I'm just going to walk up to you. But I feel like as really? an adult. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I aspire. Girl, I mean, the days are over now. <laughs> haven't been, well, I haven't been trying. So let me say that. I was about to say I haven't been lucky. Let me not act like I don't have a little bit of juice. But I feel like now in my 30s, that whole approachable versus approaching, I have to find a balance. And I feel like the setting really sets the mood. So like if I'm out with a bunch of friends, I'm probably not approaching somebody because I came with, you know, my friends. So that's who I kind of want to stick with. But I did like that they gave tips and tricks. Like, you know, if you are in a group to kind of position yourself, you know, facing your target, being very open, you know, with your body language, making eye contact, stuff like that. But I'm still working on the approaching part in my thirties. I feel like if it's a stranger, I'm not, unless I'm drinking. If I'm drinking, then yeah, I'm going to approach you. I'm going to talk to you. (laughs) I'm going to be a little bit more open versus, you know, just me being sober, me being out, say, you know, in the grocery store or something like that. And I'm just going about my day. I'm not thinking necessarily thinking about attracting a man. I'm probably not going to be thinking about approaching them in that aspect. So mm, that's one of those. Yeah. 
When I think of kind of drinking mm-hmm. in the club and how like your guard is let down, I consider alcohol now extrovert juice because I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. So I I can be shy and like not, I'm definitely not approaching anybody. But when liquor is in my system, I may because mm. I'm not scared anymore. Okay. So when liquor is in, let's set the mood. So you're at the club. Uh, they're playing Megan Thee Stallion in the background, sex talk. you drinking Ducey on the rocks, clean, and you see a man <laughs> that you're attracted to. This is not your boyfriend, just, you know, making this up. What would be your seductive style? Like, how are you about to approach him and be like, you need this? Actually, I'm going to do something that a 16-year-old probably would do. I just go stand <laughs> by you. And like dance, rap the words, okay. like chill it, like made spark up a conversation. But I ain't gonna say nothing to you. I'm gonna like sit, poke my butt out, you know, mm, okay. so you can Creating see it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, that's, and then sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it has got the friends and I don't want the friends. Mm. So if I have to get back out here, I'm gonna make sure that I do that right. Cause it'll, it'll snag the friends. It's like, I ain't want you. I want mm. him. Hmm. Okay, so you brought up some good things that I'm going to bring up later in the conversation about choosing and being chose. Because <laughs> I feel like that came okay. up a lot within the book. But yes, uh, I can't think of anything else Like as far as like the experiments that really stuck with me. The smells, to me, I just felt like I feel like we have a problem and obsession with like eating and obesity, even though I love to eat. The bacon, the donuts and stuff like that. <laughs> I just got sick to my stomach. Like, I don't want to, but you know, I'm not a man. So I don't know if that's like an attractive smell, but I don't want to smell bacon. <laughs> I like food smells. I got some lotion now that smell like key lime pie and I'm probably going to gain 10 pounds this month. Cause every time I put it on, I want to eat, but I'm like, Oh, this smells so good. But so I know some people who don't like that. They like, like a clean linen smell mm-hmm. or something flowery or potpourri like, but yes, I like food. Mm, and I think if I remember correctly, I think mm, I can't remember how the smells added up. But I think linen was like one of the top, if I'm not mistaken. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, and I think that and donuts, I think. Oh, donuts. Cool. Like oh, they tied. Oh, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to think about somebody and they make me hungry. Like, I feel like I have my own secret relationship with food. Like, that's the one I don't want to share. Like, food is my main chick, okay? (laughs) And the person is my side chick. I do not want somebody that smells like food. Like, mm, that immediately, like, grosses me out. Like, I feel nasty thinking about that. I don't know why. (laughs) I want to taste, I want to smell good so somebody wants to taste me. Mm. I am the snack. You're right, but that's when that vaginal juice come into play, and it's a whole different thing. See, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different playground. <laughs> right, right. Oh, gosh. Ooh. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so. Final. Now we'll get to phase five, which was just titled B. It was basically just the graduation for the girls. So which girl did you resonate with more, like throughout the book and even graduation? Mm, I'm going to say, I hate to say this, 
but you know, black girls. <laughs> I hate to say this, but I really uh, felt connected with Courtney, Courtney above all, and then Deshaun kind of secondly. But if I had to pick one, just Courtney. But we skipped phase four. We did. That was practice. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking there of... was, But there's different parts of it. Okay. So if you have something, go ahead. Yes, because I want to ask you a question. It was something okay. that I was looking at. So page 216, where everybody does their own like separate experiments. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know what your experiment would be. So I thought about this like tying everything together, basically like the getting to know yourself, getting to address the changes that need to be made. Everybody had very different experiments. So for me, I my biggest thing is balancing between masculine and feminine energy. This comes up all the time. And my headliner or my little introduction would have been that you can attract flies with honey versus vinegar. And then my mm-hmm. ultimate experiment would be, can you get what you want while not fearing your vulner- vulnerability? So can you think about something that would be your experiment, your own separate experiment? Mine would be, I think, similar because I come off as... um I won't say bossy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the word is. Bossy. I don't know what they mean. Big words. <laughs> I get the look. I'm the same way. <laughs> but I would want to see, is there a difference between when I don't kind of have that, that same bossy air about me versus that kind of, I won't say submissive, but more ladylike. Mm-hmm. Like, would I attract more, like, more men with that? I mean, obviously... You know, that's not something I would do because it's not me. Right. But I'm curious to see would men gravitate more towards that? Mm, I feel like. Because um, I'm. Go ahead. I'm sometimes the man in the relationship, like the, the way that the way that I act. Mm-hmm. So I would want to see what it would be like if like I'm like, OK, honey. Well, I, you know, I'm not going to do that. All right. Mm-hmm. Like if I. I was more, I guess, nurturing mm-hmm. as a girlfriend woman or like on a date. I'd be cute. Maybe I should try that. I'm going to try that this month. No, it's my birthday month. I'm going to try that in November. Not my birthday month. No, you can't do it in your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. Okay, do it in November so you can get the emerald uh, cut or whatever the VBS is in December. So, Mm. Lucy, he probably going to be like, girl, who are you? And where's my girlfriend? I do not want this. (laughs) But I, I feel like that's true. Like, a lot of men, like, I feel like there's a half and a half. There's men who want their women to be you know, strong, independent, a little spicy. And then there's men mm-hmm. who want their women to be very mild. And those are not the men that I'm attracted to because I can't do it. <laughs> right. Cannot do it. But I think ba- like you said, balance, balance could be something too. Like not always having that mm-hmm. on. Um, but it's a struggle. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to try that. Okay. Well, you let me know and I'm, I'm going to try it on my end, but I can't make no promises. Like, I, I tried. Like, I tried it. I feel like I tried it more so with friends and family. And I've been very successful within my friendships. 
finding the balance, still trying to find it as far as like dating. Cause I feel like there's like a certain level of like when you're assertive, people just know, like I can't just do whatever, or I can't just run over her, you know, whatever. Versus when you're vulnerable, people are like, oh, okay. Like this is my gateway in, you know, I could take advantage and stuff like that. And maybe I need to change my mindset on that. But that's how I feel like I approach it. Like when it comes to like dating, which is weird. It's not weird, but you know, I feel like a cactus, like Sharice, when it comes to being vulnerable, you know, sometimes, but you know, that's the whole thing about change and adapting. So mm, phase five. And I like that she made it into experiments. Like you can try it, see if it works for you. Mm -hmm. It may work for somebody else, Mm -hmm. but for, you know. In another situation, it may not work as well, but giving you the ability to kind of test out the theory versus just saying, no, that ain't gonna work for me. Mm, But I need it to work for me. (laughs) Mm. Right. I feel like I want to be softer sometimes, but then it's just, mm. I don't know. Like, I feel like (laughs) sometimes I identify with Sharice, even though we really didn't talk about her a lot. Um, I just, I, I like Courtney, and I feel like Courtney is my end girl. But sometimes mm-hmm. some of the things that Sharice was bringing up, definitely, like, I felt like it could apply, especially for, like, a younger me versus a now 30-ish, more mature, more laid-back me. So I feel like I identify with Courtney a little bit more. Who did you identify with? It was Courtney. Courtney. It was okay. Courtney <laughs> off break. Like, soon as she got to talking about Courtney, I'm like, ooh, this is me. Mm -hmm. Not everything, but a lot of it. So when she was saying what her goals were, Mm -hmm. like, that she was very straightforward or assertive, like you were just saying. And most men don't like that. And also, she was looking for someone to build something with. Mm -hmm. And then she said, and she was always willing to try whatever Shan suggested. So I had an issue with Sharice because the way she came off to Shan. I don't know if I just, Shan became my friend in the book. I appreciate what Sharice said to her. all our friends. (laughs) But I was just like, why would you join it? And then the way I read it, everything was like free. You know, so somebody is taking out their time to do this with you and you're just kind of, I don't know, being unappreciative mm-hmm. of it. And it's like, why would you join it if you weren't going to try it? And I'm really big on if I start something, I'm going to finish it. Yes. And time oh. is fucking expensive. And yeah, I. but you know what? Honestly, well, see, do we know their ages? Because I was going to say a younger me, definitely. I can identify with Sharice. But now as an adult, like, I love change. I love somebody challenging me and making me want to change for the better. So I feel like she definitely did not take advantage of the program. And I felt like she kind of wasted everybody's time. But I don't know what it was that... I I wish she would have, because I would have loved to see her develop. Like, I would have loved to see her get to the end and kind of find, like, that softer side of herself. So, Sharice, girl, wherever you at, you know, hopefully you read the book. And right. you reconsidered, but definitely Courtney. And that makes me think of like, I made like small notes like within the book. And always mm-hmm. when Courtney came into play, that's when I had like the most notes. So there was something in regards to like Courtney, like she was a bulldozer. And they talked about that previously. I can't remember what section it came up with. I think it was like, um, 
I don't know. I think about it. I come back to it. But she was a bulldozer versus where Sharice was a cactus. And the one thing that Shan presented to Courtney to kind of soften her approach, because there's nothing wrong with being a bulldozer, like knowing what you want, going for exactly what you want. But she told her to add some finesse to it. And I loved that part of the book. Like, I thought that was pretty dope because that's why I need a little bit of help. (laughs) Right. Like she wasn't trying to change people. She was trying to help you become a better version Mm -hmm. of you. And again, that's my my favorite part, too. Yes, I love that. Like, I loved that part of it where it wasn't necessarily, oh, you need to change, you know, whatever to. I mean, yes, it's all about dating again, but definitely where it's just about self-improvement. Like, I feel like since I've read the book, I've become more confident, like within self. Self-love is definitely, like, Mm -hmm. at an all-time high. And then I feel like my relationships have changed. Like, I'm a different person with my friends, different person with my family, different person, like, within the work environment. And it's just, like, subconsciously, like, using these little tools, using these little skills and stuff like that has definitely made a difference that I can see. So, mm -hmm. What stuck out to me was because I work in in sales Mm -hmm. and a lot of this stuff is sales skills, which sales skills are basically people skills. But I was like, oh, this is like a manual on that. (laughs) And after reading it, it, because I need to work on my sales skills some more and I'm going to start picking up more text to help me um, improve on them. Mm -hmm. But um, this definitely stuck out. Everything outside of like the flirting aspect, because I'm not trying to be in HR's office, but a lot of it is. It it sells, and I don't put no coochie juice on me before I go to work. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I was like, "Oh, these are sales skills." So mm. that that stuck out to me. Yes, which makes me think of the stripper. Like, how did you feel about the stripper giving dating advice? Um, she was probably what I consider a subject matter expert because she sees all types of men. Yes, I and agree. she can get men out of money Mm -hmm. and she knows how to seduce them like a lot of men go to strip club to talk and love and if you can get them to talk you can get the money or i have a friend who did this maid service Mm -hmm. where you like pose to dress seductively or whatever and like clean Mm -hmm. clean their house but it's quote unquote you know anyway so but she was like the man just wanted to talk to her i'm like well damn are they hiring Cause listen, I will talk to y'all all day. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I like I like the stripper. Me too. Like I feel like I made like little notes for her because I feel like that's like one of the most underrated professions. But honestly, getting a man, separating a man from his money and his ego, is like very big. Cause that is like I feel like probably like the hardest thing to do. So definitely, I love the stripper aspect. But I also love the flirting. Even though you're kind of like against it, I feel like I flirt with everybody. I flirt with friends. I flirt with every, like I keep it within a certain parameter. Like I'm not trying to go to HR on nobody because I don't really want nobody. But I feel like flirting in different conversations just keeps me like witty, keeps me sharp. So I love to like how old girl was saying like she just flirts with everybody. Me too. I think it's fun and it makes you feel good. 
Yeah, I work around a lot of white males, mm-hmm. so okay, ain't doing no flirting with. Me. <laughs> yeah, and then people be over sexualizing black women. Mm-hmm. So if I had a more diverse environment, okay. maybe so. But I'm literally like, I'm like, y'all gonna try to get rid of me already? I'm like fake Beyonce at work because of the um the sales conference where I got on stage and was gyrating mm-hmm. myself. So yes, I thought amazing. Try to keep keep that on stage, <laughs> <laughs> not off the stage. <laughs> Amazing content. We we shall see. We shall see. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would mind being Beyonce for like the Beyonce of my office. I don't think I would mind. Yeah, yeah, it, it's cool. The CEO knows me. But I don't think he knows my name. But if I say, "Hey, I was Beyonce," he's like, "Oh, yeah." So <laughs> <laughs> that works. That works. All right, you ready for the new segment? Yes. Well, before we end, though, were there any takeaways from the book? Any big takeaways Um, from the book? No, I'm just excited to do the workbook. And honestly, I think if you are somebody who is single and like have had enough with what is going on in the world, Mm -hmm. I mean, in your in your dating life, not the world, you should definitely buy this book Mm. like it's definitely something that i think all of my single friends would get something from but like you said on in the facebook group you don't want to offend nobody (laughs) (laughs) i agree i feel like men and women can definitely learn from this book like for me it just i keep saying the same thing but it was more so like about you versus dating like who cares about the man that you're trying to attract, like, girl, are you a badass or are you not? So, like, I love that part. Like, the the piece that kept coming up for me was being in the seat for you to choose versus letting the situation choose you. And I think it was Maya, if I'm not mistaken, that towards the end, it just kind of clicked for her. Like, hey, you choose. You make the choice. Or maybe Stephanie. I can't remember. You make the choice and then you allow people to kind of, you know, get in where they fit in. So that's what I love right. for it. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's a good read. Go listen to it. Thank you so much, Shan. <laughs> yes. Like she is doing God's work. Yes, definitely a game changer. It's truly an honor to read to read this. And um, I hope that everyone checks it out and she gets all the success from it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I love her. Mm. So on to the next segment, the music. (laughs) So now we have a new segment called the music segment, where if you've been following us online and been to our website and seen the newsletter, we have playlists that match the vibes of the book. So it's basically our idea of a soundtrack. The playlist will be on Apple Music and Spotify. And again, you can find us online to find all the links to them but what one song if you had to pull from your playlist embodies the theme of the book for you and why Mm. so immediately like I don't know this is hard for me because Beyonce came up in my mind and I was thinking about Beyonce something from like the self-titled album because I felt like she was really like bossing up during that album but then my playlist that I constructed was all like 90s R&B. So Tony mm-hmm. Tone Tone, whatever you want, came up. 
<laughs> and that's one of my favorites, even like the mix with Ludacris. So um, that came up for me. And overall, the reason why I chose it is because you, whoever's reading the book, if you use these school, uh, excuse me, tools and skills, I don't know why I try to put those two words together, but if you use all of the things from the book to kind of adapt and make yourself literally like this playground for someone to come in and enjoy like these different aspects of you, you can really get whatever you want out of somebody. So that's the way I felt about it. So that's the song I'm picking. What about you? That is one of my favorite songs. Ooh. And I I am like, I swear, on the boardroom for the beehive. But <laughs> I heard she didn't, her songs didn't make it to my playlist. No. So my, no, they didn't. I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't think of one that fit for me. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't include her. But a lot of, a lot of R&B from like early to mid 2000s and also the 90s. Mm. So for me, it was When I See You by Fantasia. Mm. Oh. Because it reminds me of the beginning stages of dating. Mm-hmm. And I like my boyfriend I met at work and I crushed on him so hard. So I used to do dumb stuff like we both work from home because we work in the field and I would need something printed from the office. And I say, I'm like, oh, I hit him up on the little chat internally like hey you in the office or whatever I need something printed I really don't mm-hmm. need it printed. I could have drove my ass to do it myself. Yeah. But I'm gonna ask him see if he gonna do it. He like, yeah, I get it for you. And then he he lived like up the street from me. So I would, you know, drive down there and get it. Then he'd hand it to me. I'd like do this dumbass wave and then get back in the car. But I'm in the car like, oh my God, he just touched my hand. I mean, he ne- he never, he never knew it like at all. But I feel like the book gives you the tools to take control of a situation like that. And a situation that was the situation she was talking about in the song. Like she had this big crush and like she, when she saw him, you know, she got butterflies, she had to walk away. So that's, that's what stuck out for me. And that's also one of my favorite songs. I would sing it for y'all, but mm, you know, girl, I mean, <laughs> I'm a little hoarse. <laughs> <laughs> I love, you know, I love that song too, but yeah, definitely. I, I want to feel like that again, you know? Yes. <sighs> Maybe. Well, Let's let's take a break for a special message. Hey, ladies, my name is Nasira and I represent Health in Her Hue, where we are striving to empower black women by using technology, media and innovation to connect them to the services and resources that will enable them to live full and healthy lives. We do all of this while bringing awareness to health and wellness issues in a relevant, engaging and accessible way. So we all know that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But did you know that deaths from breast cancer are going down among black and white women, especially among younger black women? But breast cancer death rates are 40 percent higher among black women than white women. And this is according to a study done in 2016. If you have multiple close relatives living with breast cancer who have passed from breast cancer before the age of 50, you should talk to your doctor about getting genetic counseling and testing done. Do not delay. Do not put this off. Your health matters. You matter. We encourage you to go to your doctor today. Don't delay. Don't wait until next month or next year. Do it as soon as possible. You matter. Welcome back. Now it's time for our bulletin board. So Ingrid, what's on your bulletin board for October? So for the bulletin board for October, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and that's going to come into play 
when we discuss the book for next month. And the book for next month is going to be Allegedly by Tiffany D. Jackson. This is her first book. So if you are familiar with the book and you're wondering, how is this going to tie into hot girls reading and stuff like that? Every hot girl, even though we have like a fun and a playful side, we also have a dark side. So what I love about this book is it's October, which means it's Halloween, bitches. (laughs) And (laughs) that means that, you know, mystery, suspense. And I love there's so many different messages that come up within this book, but definitely for me, it was a dark side that is really going to, once you read this book, you're going to really enjoy it. The ending is going to piss you off, but I'm looking forward to reading it for the month, definitely for the um, domestic violence, as well as October is Depression Awareness Month, which is going to be a big theme that comes up in the book as well. So, you know, hot girls, we're very versatile. We're very smart, intelligent. We like to have fun. So you're going to find that this book is going to be a little bit different than what you are thinking about when it comes to us and our persona, but you're going to see why once you get to the end. Also, within the book, The Game of Desire, Shan discusses self-defense. So you've done all these wonderful things and you've secured a date with someone. You want to make sure that you are being safe about this person that you are going to see. So the self-defense course that they went to, I'm not sure who that was organized by, but I recently did a self-defense course that was organized by the police department in one of the neighboring communities where I live in um, Mm -hmm. South Atlanta. So I'm going to give you guys the website, which is www.radrad, it's a hyphen, systems, S-Y-S-T-E-M-S dot com backslash program underscore locator underscore student dot H-T-M-L. And there you can find a directory. So wherever city you're in, you can locate any of those self-defense courses. I'm not sure if they're all going to be free. I know here in Atlanta in the Decatur area, those were free. And it's a month-long program. We went one day out of the week. We learn signs and different um, maneuvers or whatever to basically get you to safety, not to whoop anybody's ass, but to get you to safety <laughs> and get you away from whoever that predator or person is. So that's definitely important. You want to make sure that you go to that link and look at the directory and see if there's something there available within your area. And what do you have, Tamika? Oh, so catch me always posting book sales at supportblackauthors.com. Get you a new read for one or two dollars. And I'm also now on IG or Instagram at supportblackauthors. And you can also catch me now on Mocha Girls Read. I'm a contributor for book reviews. So head over there to read my Diamond Doors review. You'll surely enjoy the review and you should definitely pick up that book. And follow me on Instagram at T.E. Mickey to Mickey. I have some great things in the pipeline for October, including more book giveaways. So definitely check that out. And that is it for me. Yes. Thank you guys. So we will see you guys in a month and we'll be reviewing allegedly. Bye guys. Bye.